Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a book, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. For a fresh new song MJ Network will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the air Morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis And this is Book Talk And this is brought to you by MJ Network In memory of my sister Marsha Joyce And this is going to be so cool the author of Retribution, Robert McCourt, is here. And wait till you see what everybody's up to next. As people around him come under attack, Chief Detective Cole Kane wonders if he might be the real target. And this takes place in Hawaii, and it sounds so beautiful. So good morning, and welcome to MJ Network. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me on. I'm excited. I, you know, I have to tell you the truth. Before um, I got the invitation from your publicist for the interview, the book was here. I had two, two of them. Thank God for Oceanville. Seriously. So I, I just picked it up and read it before everything else. So when you created the first scene in Chapter 1, how does it make you wonder what happened to the criminal? Well, the first chapter is really a teaser to tell the reader that something sinister is afoot and alerting the reader to be on the lookout for this character. Um, uh, And it's uh, it's very mysterious at this point, um, but that's deliberate uh, to kind of uh, engage the reader so the reader wants to find out what's going to happen to this character. I was just worried about some of the other characters. So this this is... This is possibility. This could really happen because I watch all those programs with killer those killer people and um, uh, Dateline uh, Unforgettable and All Secrets Unforgettable and all those. And I love Murder in the Heartland and stuff like that. How does someone actually escape from prison? Because there are people that actually do. Oh, the news is full of stories about the clever ways that prisoners have escaped. Um, yeah. The purpose of this uh, scene in the book is sort of to create an aura of danger um, um, uh, for Makanui. Uh, and again, this is a, a teaser to get the reader concerned about uh, her and what might happen to her. I was worried about her, seriously. So... Tell us how she came to work with with Koa, and why is she in danger? And of course, you have to tell us about our main um, character, who I love. um, The uh, Makanui has an interesting uh, story. She's a Hawaiian, and her parents were actually quite well off. Mm. Uh, And while she was working at the uh, Honolulu Police Department in their anti-terror unit, um, her parents were kidnapped. They were kidnapped in the Sula Sea. Uh, near the Philippines, uh, and uh, first she had to do things. She had to do was to uh, secure their release through a ransom. And after she got them safely back home, she and another uh, young Filipino officer 
uh, decided they were going after the pirates. And they sailed in the same area that are where her parents had been attacked. And um, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Philippine terrorists uh, uh, came after her, and she uh, uh, actually um, uh, killed one of them and interrogated them, gave the Philippine government the, mm. the uh, uh, location of their, uh, of their uh, uh, camp, and uh, that camp was raided. Uh, so this fellow who came on the boat uh, the, in Chapter 1 is one of the people who was involved in that terrorist group, and uh, Makanui killed his brother. So um, um, he is uh, out for vengeance. Yeah, well, or he comes back. as the title says. He, uh, Dev, there's a lot of people that deserve retribution, trust me. <laughs> a lot of people, unfortunately. So tell us about the man in Chapter 3. He comes back and Dragunov and its purpose. Well, the, the, uh, uh, a couple of things are going on here. Again, mm. this is a, 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 a teaser. Yeah. We're taking the man from Chapter 1, and we're showing that he's uh, um, got a gun. He's a killer. Uh, and the gun becomes very important in the story because a Dragunov mm. has certain characteristics um, and uh, those those feature in some of the detective work that uh, that Koa and ultimately McAnally do. Yeah, he's really good, and she's really good too. So he's sent to the crime scene, and there's a background. So who is the victim, and why did you include what happened to his father? And this gets kind of okay, the, different. <laughs> well. Koa is the protagonist. He's the chief detective yeah. of the Hilo um, uh, Police Department, um, and he has a very interesting uh, backstory. He grew up as a poor, as a poor in a small uh, town on the northern coast of the Big Island, uh, and um, uh, his father worked uh, in the sugar mills. Um, and uh, that, mm. as you probably know, was a very tough business um, in which the overseers uh, um, uh, ran a, a very uh, a cruel operation. Uh, his father was a bit of a, later, a labor leader, and that put him at odds with the overseer. Uh, mm. And uh, the overseer uh, essentially arranged for him to be uh, killed in a sugar mill accident. Uh, uh, Koa, who was a, a teenager at the time, was outraged at his father's death and particularly at the gruesome nature of it. And uh, he went looking for this mm. overseer. He tracked him while he was on vacation to a, uh, a cabin way up in the mountains of the northern part of the island. Um, uh, they got into a fight and Koa killed this overseer. Um, but rather than uh, fess up to his crime, he successfully covered it up as a suicide. And that event shapes a lot of the rest of Koa's life. He goes into the military to kind of get away from it. Um, uh, one of his best buddies in the military is killed right in front of him. He decides to uh, uh, live uh, the, the life of that uh, that a friend and colleague wanted to live as a police officer. He comes back to the Big Island. And um, uh, one, he is very motivated to uh, pursue uh, killers and crimes. But at the same time, 
his own experience gives him an insight into the mind of um, a criminal and how a criminal thinks. Uh, and in particular, one of the most important aspects of, 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 of mm. being a criminal, which is how to cover something up. And so uh, uh, this, is, this, this is one of the things that makes Koa who he is. I remember that from the book before this. It was really amazing how he made it look like the guy killed himself. It was really good. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, that was that was that was yeah. scary. And he almost got in the book after that. Didn't somebody try to try to find out if he actually did it? So that that's amazing yes. too. Yes, uh, the the, See, just the, the uh, grandson all. of the yeah grandson the, of the, the one, grandson yeah. of the. Uh, Comes comes back and he tries. He's suspicious and he tries to prove that uh, 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 Koa um, uh, uh, killed his father, grandfather, and uh, uh, that leads to a whole series of problems for Koa. And that's in the yes, book uh, Tre- Treachery Times Two. I know that was really good too. So, about the victim in the, this case part. is, uh, it just proves that I read every one of them. <laughs> gives us the, the victim background in this one, and it was gruesome. And in Chapter 5, we learn more about this horrible killer. Yeah, he tries to kill McAnuley. And uh, mm. one of the things that uh, is, is you, you know if you've read the earlier books is that McAnuley uh, was once saved from being killed by a uh, wearing a protective vest. And at that point, she swore she would never be on duty again without a protective vest. Yeah. Uh, and so when she comes to the door of her of her uh, little house um, and becomes a target, uh, the protective vest that she's wearing saves her again. Um, and uh, 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 while she gets uh, knocked over and she gets knocked out, um, she survives the uh, the uh, the bullet, which. Uh, um, at traveling at a very high velocity would otherwise have killed her. We can't kill her off. I have been reading too many books, the one I finished the other day, where the two main characters got killed off. And they're like, why are you doing this? It sort of kills the plot when two really important characters in the book are no longer there. So who is well, P.G.? You, you know, you try as... Yeah, you, you don't kill off main characters, though. You try as an author to make your your yeah. uh, your readers sympathetic with your main character, uh, yeah. and to uh, uh, let them see the world through uh, that main character's eyes, uh, and then to kill the character off. Um, typically, disappoints readers and they turn them off. It does. As a bachelor, there was one author last year that I yelled at him when he came on my show this year. I said. How did you kill him off? Why did you do that? Your main character is without a boyfriend, and she's very sad. He didn't care. He said, we'll find another one. They didn't find another one. It, the books are great. It's just that it's just missing that one guy. So what happens that involves his family, and why is his brother the main suspect? Uh, what what happens is he gets called to a, a scene in an alley where a uh, uh, sort of a young Hawaiian drifter um, has been stabbed to death in a relatively brutal murder, and the the, uh, the tech people find um, the, the crime scene people find a knife 
um, uh, and uh, ultimately that knife is tested for fingerprints. And lo and behold, number one, it's the murder weapon, and number two, it's mm. uh, Koa's brother, Ikeka's fingerprints all over it. So that mm. makes um, uh, Ikeka a uh, serious, serious suspect in this murder. Now, you have to understand a little bit about uh, Ikeka's backstory. Um, mm. uh, he uh, was a, a juvenile delinquent and a career criminal. Um, uh, he ultimately got his life together, and that's part of a story in another book uh, in this series. Uh, um, and uh, uh, Koa is, uh, does not believe that his brother has committed this crime uh, after having um, uh, you know, gotten his life together and found a girlfriend and uh, a job and uh, really becoming a, a useful citizen again. And yet the evidence here is overpowering in the sense that uh, most of the time when the cops find a knife with the, the murder weapon, and the fingerprints on it, the, that's pretty conclusive. Mm. And so he goes, he goes to uh, 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 great lengths to, uh, to uh, try to clear his brother's name. That's not easy. As a matter of fact, let me tell you that Ocean View is now p- promoting your book on Facebook as we speak. Well, that's nice, and they do a great job. I'm very, very... Uh, it's coming out tomorrow, found the and I said, now everybody listen the... to the show because he's on the air. <laughs> so, who who is Maria? I love Maria. And why is she important to the brother? And who is Moses, and what does he tell Koa about the night of the murder? Mm. Well, Maria's important. Maria's important to Ikeka because uh, he is, you know, yeah. his, his his girlfriend and a very has been very supportive of him despite his past criminal criminal record. And mm. Koa and Koa's significant other Milani think that he's been very she's been very good for Ikeka. She's been very stabilizing for him. Um, so that's that's her role. Moses is the bartender in the bar where uh, mm. uh, that faces the alley where uh, this murder occurred, and uh, uh, he's he's an interesting inter- he's an interesting character. Koa goes to him to find out what happened in the bar, and uh, he's not particularly truthful about it, and uh, uh, says uh, things that incriminate uh, Ikeka. Um, uh, and there's a whole uh, story as to why Moses uh, um, uh, had an incentive to lie. Uh, and uh, there's quite a bit about his history and about him that comes out that uh, is un- unexpected. Uh, and uh, I don't think I want to go much further without being a spoiler there. No, we don't want to do that either. So how does this implicate his brother? And what is the reason and then he brings Makanui into the investigation, which is good, because she tells him something that he she, that only she could tell him, I guess, about the brother. Well, Mac, um, the, uh, the, the, the partnership here between Makanui and Koa is a, a, a very close one. Mm. Uh, and... Um, one of the uh, one of the themes of this book is the loyalty that Koa attracts, not just from uh, uh, Makanui, but from his brother, 
from other people in the police department. You asked about Peaky earlier. Peaky's a junior detective. Yeah. He's young and eager to learn, but very loyal to COA. Uh, you've asked about uh, uh, Georgina Powell, who's the crime scene tech, and she and COA have worked together for a very long time, and she mm. is very loyal to him. Uh, and so loyalty is one of the themes here. And another is COA's tenacity. I mean, um, if you think about it, a police mm. officer um, uh, uh, faced with uh, a murder weapon with fingerprints on it. There are a lot of, of, of uh, uh, police officers who would say, case closed. And yet Koa, who doesn't believe his brother is guilty, is unbelievably tenacious in pursuing um, uh, any fact that can help prove his brother's innocence. That's called family loyalty, because some people just would say, well, he's done so many bad things before, why wouldn't he do something like that? He's got to have some faith in him. So this, this that's is, right, this and is, that's one of the... Yeah. This is one of the issues, is because, you know, Cola can't investigate his own brother's case. They take him off the, the case for that, and uh, they assign it to another detective who is exactly what you've just described. You know, I got mm. the fingerprints, got the suspect, got the knife, got the murder weapon, case closed. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the news, they just, they're not any different. Once the police sometimes have what they think is a suspect, they don't go any further. And there are a lot of, I've interviewed a lot of innocent people recently. Well, I know, interviewed, it's, it's, it's scary, it's sad. I, you know, I, I practiced law for a long time, and I had a number mm. of cases where I uh, represented people um, on the defense side of things. And mm. it's not unusual for a police officer, and I, I don't mean this in a, in a, in a uh, pejorative mm-hmm. way, but they get blinders on. They, yeah. they see the case, they see it in a particular way, and um, that influences uh, how they treat suspects. And uh, that can be, if you're on the wrong side of that equation, that can be a real problem for you. Well, if you watch some of these programs like I do, you begin to wonder, they get these people in and they tell them, well, I can't help you unless you admit that you did it, even though, you know, the person didn't do it. Or maybe the person did do it and they coerced them, and then by the time they get done, they they confess to something that they have no idea what they said. So... Koa does something that's really out of the box. He tells his brother to take a hike because he tells him he might yeah, be he's, arrested. He's he's um, uh, afraid that if he yeah. doesn't have some time to investigate the crime and prove his brother's innocence, that uh, his brother will wind up uh, back uh, back behind bars, and so. Uh, he his brother is already planning a, a trip to the top of uh, uh, Mauna Loa, and uh, he says he says to his brother, "Go ahead and go." Um, but then later, when the brother comes back, uh, mm. Koa um, has um, uh, to convince him to turn himself in, because if he continues to be on the lam. One, um, he might be killed by the police trying to arrest him, and two, he will lose the credibility of his defense. Uh, and that's a that's that's sort of the flip side of Koa telling him to go ahead on his vacation. 
Yeah, but wouldn't he be kind of nervous about how they're going to treat him if he does get arrested? He'd have to have Absolutely. make sure that nobody, yeah, nobody hurt him. So what happens and, when he's in fact, It's scary. Well, and Cole goes to his um, um, friend and uh, um, the county prosecutor who he's mm-hmm. worked with for a long time, and he says, I want to bring my brother in to, to surrender, but I want you to be here so that the police don't mis- mistreat him. And uh, that's the way Cole deals with the risk, which I think is substantial, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, his brother gets mistreated in the, in the arrest process. Now, he's not happy with who's running the investigation, is he? And no. he's afraid um, that somebody's framing him, which we all know he would never have done whatever they said he did. So what does McElroy tell him about why she might have been a target and what happens next? But why doesn't he like, he doesn't like Moreau at all. He doesn't want him to run the investigation. Uh, he sees Moreau is uh, somebody who's been forced onto the police department into the yeah. detective division as, as a number as a deputy, and uh, Koa thinks he's not qualified. Number one, uh, and two, as his Koa has observed him, he has um, alienated some of the native population. He's been overly aggressive, um, and. Uh, um, uh, Koa is afraid that he's going to treat Keka just the same way. Well, somebody like that would treat everybody the same way. He seems to think that he's going to, you know, make it even higher. So what, when he has Koa questions, at, yeah, well, a lot of people like that, and a lot of people that lie just to get ahead, and they don't care what happens to you moving down the line. So when when Koa questions Moses, what does he realize? And he tells him something. He real, yeah, he realizes that uh, Moses, that, that uh, his brother, who, as I said, was a, a, a criminal, has a scar on his face mm. from a knife bite that he was in. And he realizes that Moses has, in his description, put this scar on the wrong mm. side of the Keka's face. And mm. if that's an accurate description, then obviously it can't be Ikeka. But uh, uh, and and Koa goes to some lengths to uh, make sure that he's locked um, uh, Moses's testimony down, so that essentially Moses, who thinks he's identifying Koa's brother, is actually um, uh, in fact saying something that is inconsistent with that in- identification. That's scary. I mean, sometimes they don't even have... I mean, I watch these other programs called Justice where these people are dead for like 20, 30 years and then they finally find out who killed the person 30 years later because the police didn't have the information or didn't have the wherewithal to be able to find them. That's scary, even scarier. So what happens when McAnuey is shot and who is Alexia? How does he come to hire her? Uh, Alexia Shepard is a is a uh, a lawyer, a, a mm. criminal defense lawyer in in Hilo. Her, her father was one of the uh, great uh, philanthropists in Hilo. Uh, there's a lot of things named after him um, uh, in in Hilo. Uh, and she is she's in the earlier books. Um, uh, she and Koa meet in uh, in uh, uh, 
the first uh, of, of the books, and uh, um, uh, he, he becomes uh, Ikeka's lawyer um, in mm. ver- his various criminal problems paid for by, uh, by uh, Kulla. And so uh, when uh, uh, Ikeka is now um, uh, to be charged with uh, murder, or they think he's going to be charged with murder, it's natural for Koa to turn once again to Alexia to represent him, mm. and she does in this case. Well, she creates a detailed timeline, which is amazing. It's almost like her own whiteboard <laughs> of events, which is interesting too. So, how, how does she's, the piece she's of very, very diligent? She's detailed. She's good. Yes. And she's very detailed. Most people are not. They very just go off by the seat of them. They don't know. So how does a piece of paper change everything? And why does Moreau go after his brother like full swing? He's really out to get him. He's out to get him because he wants to embarrass Koa uh, and uh, because he wants to ultimately displace Koa and become yeah. the chief of detectives and that. I think beyond that, he has an aspiration to be the chief of police. Yeah, he's hoping. Because isn't the chief of police going to retire or something? So this guy thinks he's going to get into it. Oh, my God. That, that's a horrible disaster. So Cole goes to the county prosecutor. So why does he agree to help him? And, of course, the assistant is not exactly very agreeable. Well, um you know, you have this you have this um, uh, relationship between um, good mm. defense counsel and the police, um, and it, it's for the most part the police don't want to charge somebody uh, with a crime who didn't commit the crime. Um, among other things, they won't get a conviction, or they might not get a conviction, uh, and you know it makes the police it makes the police look bad, um, and. Sometimes you can't get that across to the police, but you have to get it across to the prosecutor. And Koa's pitch here is, um, look, I think these uh, fingerprints are not real. They're they're forged, and uh, you don't want to take a case to trial with forged fingerprints. I don't want my brother to have to go through a trial. Uh, 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 why don't you let experts test this knife and see if the fingerprints are, in fact, Ikeka's uh, uh, fingerprints? Uh, and um, while there's a back and forth there, and the assistant to the prosecutor is not particularly eager to do this, uh, ultimately uh, that's the that's the plan that they work out. But they, the prosecutors uh, um, uh, extract a price, and the price is if the tests show that the fingerprints are real, then Koa won't, and, and Ikeka won't contest them at trial. So there's a mm. the, 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 uh, the, 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 there's real risk here in the dis, in the defense strategy. He's he's really taking a big chance, but in his own heart, he knows that that's not his brother. So here's another character that you cannot kill off, Nalani. So what happens, he's, that's his um, co-host girlfriend, right, Nalani? And what happens when her, when her car, what happens to her car? And then what changes uh, everything? Uh, that got me so nervous. 
Nolani is once again a, a, a character that goes back to the uh, to the earliest uh, of mm. the books, and she's in all of them. She's a very important character. Um, uh, she's uh, she's Hawaiian. She's uh, actually well educated. Um, uh, she uh, worked for a while um, at the observatories at the top of uh, of uh, Mauna uh, Kea. Um, and, and got her dream job as um, a ranger at Volcanoes uh, Park, the Hawaii Volcanoes Park, which is one of the great uh, national parks in our system. Mm. And um, uh, she has a friend um, who um, uh, was also a, a ranger. They worked together, and her friend um, uh, borrows uh, Milani's car because her transportation got screwed up and uh, uh, all of a sudden Koa is in, the, in the, uh, the prosecutor's office they get a telephone call that there's been a horrible accident um, uh, they get to the scene Koa sees that it's, uh, it's Nolani's car it's been blown mm. up there's a body inside um, uh, and uh, he goes through this, um, you know, near-death experience where he thinks his his the most important person in his life is uh, his uh, um, uh, lover and, uh, and companion and uh, soulmate has uh, uh, died in this uh, bombing, essentially, of the car, uh, and. Uh, uh, once, it, once again, I think I'll leave it there and uh, let readers uh, uh, see what actually happens to Milan. Yeah, well, we're not going to tell anybody. So we have Moses, and we know we don't like him. So how does how does what is what role does he play without saying what he does? And I have it in my next question that I just crossed out, which is the person we can't talk about. Um, uh, so uh, Moses, uh, Moses, as they begin to investigate his background, turns out to have uh, several um, uh, uh, things that would suggest that he's motivated by something other than telling the truth. Uh, mm. And as those things come out, uh, it strengthens um, the mm. uh, uh, case that Ikeka is innocent. Uh, and uh, that's part of what Koa and uh, Alexia used to convince the prosecutors to allow this testing of the uh, of the fingerprints. Well, there's somebody that they have to actually force to tell the truth, but we won't say who that is. Okay, so who is Zeke, and how does he help them? Zeke is the prosecutor I've been talking about. Zeke, I like uh, this guy. He's a, a, yeah, he's actually. I've been thinking about writing a book um, uh, uh, about Zeke, where Zeke is the principal mm. character. Uh, he's a, 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 a very down to earth. He, he's got a kind of cowboy style. Um, he wears a, a, a black leather cowboy boots um, and paniolo shirts. Um, he's a, a very plain talking. Uh, and the voters, uh, it's an elected position, and the voters really like him because he, he's uh, very straightforward and uh, truthful and um, uh, uh, really uh, a, a, a good character, but one who relates to people. Uh, he can, uh, he can uh, swear with the best of them. I just wonder how many prosecutors are really like that. 
and well, you know, it's one, one of the one of the things that I did when I was practicing, I mm. dealt with a lot of prosecutors mm. over the years, uh, and uh, Zeke is actually um, uh, a, in parts uh, borrowed character. I mean, I've taken traits from people that I actually met, mm. and uh, 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 those are uh, those those are in, incorporated in, in Zeke. That's actually one of the things I like to do with lots of characters. I I watch people, and if there's something that's unique or interesting about the person, I put that in my bag of tricks so that I can uh, add it to some uh, a fictional character's personality. That is good. So what happens when they realize that Koa and Zeke are the targets? Well, now we're getting to the point where Koa is uh, is beginning to recognize that this is not just an attack on his yeah. brother. It's not just an attack on Makanui, uh, but it's an attack that is on Koa's family and is on the police department. Uh, and, um, uh, and now the question is, um, why? And, uh, who is the real target of all of this? And Koa is increasingly of the view that you know, he's the real target. Uh, and uh, there's this great mystery as to who has the resources to attack mm. the police department so broadly, and who has the motive to do it? Uh, and those are two of the big questions that uh, uh, really carry through the rest of the book. Well, before I forget, this is this is the first. Let me tell you, Thursday, at a time that I never do, five o'clock in the afternoon, we have not a book. We have the number one interior designer on this planet, Howard Wiggins. And we're going to talk about interior design and how he uses it to create beautiful decorations in his house and everywhere else. Oh, it's amazing. On the 13th, he hasn't written a book in 12 years. And I'm getting the exclusive on Tuesday, the 13th, Richard Norris Patterson trial. I'm like so excited. On the 20th, we have uh, someone we all love, Baron Bircher in Reckoning. And on the 22nd, we have Deadly Wilderness. And there's two more coming in June that I have to have um, confirmed. So that's just June. I take off July, and my show's booked to the end of October. So if anybody has anything coming up in September and October, you better tell me before I can tell you I can't do it. And I have a few in November already. So, who who is Penny, and what is his role, and why is he upset with the outcome of what he was hired to do? Sorry, what was the question again? Who is Penny? What is his role, and why is he upset with the outcome of oh. what he was trying to do? Uh, there's a... a uh, uh, a, a character that we don't mm. uh, actually identify until we end of the yeah. book, who, uh, um, uh, who appears to be orchestrating uh, this attack on the police yeah. department. Uh, and uh, 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 the, uh, the, the character, Hanai, uh, is very mysterious at, the, at this stage of the book, uh, but becomes more and more uh, 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 important as you get to the very end of the book, uh, but he's the uh, he's the mastermind behind this attack. There always has to be one. 
The problem is, is that the, these people that are masterminds always find somebody underneath that they hope will take the rap for them instead of them getting caught. That's what's really scary. Absolutely. And, yeah, and there's, there's so many people that just, they're afraid to not do something or there's a mob person there. And if you tell, if you don't do this for me, you're gonna your family winds up dead. And instead of coming forward, they don't. They're afraid. So... Who, who is Rachel, and why does her facility and her prisoner come into play? And what does Cohen oh, tell her she needs to investigate better? Uh, the uh, uh, Rachel is another character from an earlier book. She's a, uh, mm. a, a, a Department of Justice employee who uh, worked with Koa in uh, um, uh, Treachery Times 2 to uh, bring the perpetrator in that story to, to justice. Uh, and Koa um, uh, checks with her to see if uh, that perpetrator is um, um, uh, uh, locked up, and uh, she affirms that he he is, and so that uh, eliminates him as a potential um, suspect at, uh, at this uh, at this stage of the book. Um, uh, and what Koa uh, tells Rachel that she needs to investigate is that mm. as the plot unfolds, it turns out that the man with the dragon off comes from the Philippines. He's a uh, terrorist. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, that's one of the things that uh, the Justice Department is always interested in. And so he tells her that she needs to have her people look into um, what this terrorist group is uh, doing in Hawaii. Well, then something happens to two people. And I won't say who. Something happens to two people, and how do you decide who replaces these two people? There are two well, two people um, get two yeah. people get killed. I know that. The uh, you know from an author's point of view, a character that has run through several books. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, life moves on. People change. People retire. People. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. grow up, uh, and uh, uh, ultimately people uh, die. And I decided at this point it was time for a new uh, character. I think we're talking actually here about uh, uh, the police chief. Um, there's a, yeah. a, a, a uh, um, uh, it's, it's time to bring in a new character here um, and uh, create use this opportunity to create some drama. But we were talking about earlier killing off a protagonist. Um, I, I don't want to do that, but I do want to show that, uh, um, you know, life and Hilo goes on and that uh, uh, other people uh, who are more peripheral characters um, might not survive. I know, and I get really, I, I, I can see why you did that. Then you did another one. So when what happens when uh, Koa knocks the decision about who's going to replace who and then the threats are hurled? Because Koa should be the one that should be chief of police, but, oh, well, he can't seem to get there. Well, he, uh, the uh, the, the uh, uh, police commission has to decide who's the new, uh, uh, or has to recommend who's the new uh, yeah. uh, uh, police chief, and uh, Koa has to go before this commission, um, who uh, the uh, mayor has put up to nominating this uh, fellow Moreau, mm -hmm. Obviously, doesn't yeah. trust. Uh, and uh, uh, Koa 
uh, 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 has to defend um, his criticism of Moreau uh, at the police commission uh, and does a pretty effective job of it. Well, he certainly does, and we won't tell anything more about Moreau. Well, that was interesting. I mean, that was very interesting. His, his, his true whatever. So how did you take the first scene with the outcome as we learn who is the mastermind and how does Cohen come to learn the truth about you never know who's really there until you look and see, open your eyes and you see the person who's really there? Well, you know, it, it, is, it comes back to one of the themes that I mentioned earlier, which is, mm. is tenacity. Uh, and Koa pursues every conceivable angle here to try to get a handle on who is behind all of this. Mm. Um, and there are several, there are several little uh, detours that he takes, uh, uh, some of which pay off and some of which don't seem to pay off until he finally... Um, uh, uh, here's a tape uh, that uh, has uh, been made of, 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 a, of a phone call and recognizes the voice, and that's the thing that ultimately tells him who is behind all of this. That's, that's the scary part, and if you read the last page, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the, the last page kind of sets up the possibility that we haven't heard the end of this story. I know. I got that one. I said, oh, my God. They, you know, they're going to need body armor, those two, Nalani and Cola. So who else is involved? And tell us about the judges and Captain Roberts. Well, I mean, judges have been to corrupt, too. <laughs> The the uh, once once again drawing on my on my legal career, and, mm. uh, one of the things I have done here is to realistically present the the pieces of the criminal process. I mean, mm. uh, search warrants, um, how they come about. Uh, you see uh, 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 an argument about uh, whether uh, uh, Ikeka should have a bail. Um, and you, you see the back and forth there. I bring in some of actually actual Hawaii law in uh, in, in that uh, discussion, um, and uh, mm. all of this occurs before Judge Judge Hitachi, who's a, a character mm. who, if you've read the earlier books, is familiar as the as the judge. But it's it's to me it adds uh, sort of credibility and adds um, uh, interesting color to actually see what happens inside a courtroom from time to time in these stories, although they're not based entirely on courtroom um, stories. I mean, they're not uh, like some of the, uh, of the uh, uh, lawyer books that uh, uh, I have read. Well, considering I'm dealing with something, I can't say what, on the air, and I'm finding that judges don't always open their eyes to both sides. And sometimes they well, open their eyes to only one side, and when one lawyer, and this is a true story, starts cursing the other lawyer, and then they have baby fights, and then the judge placates one to shut the person up, you get worried. So, I mean, not every judge is, is you know, opens their eyes to both sides, is what I think. Well, I think, I think judges are people. Uh, one yeah. of these people kind of forget. You see this this figure in this black robe up behind him. Yeah. I mean, this is a person. 
Um, and, you know, they have good days and bad days. They, uh, some of them are scrupulously honest and very careful mm. in their work. I've been before many great judges. Um, and others, uh, well, they're like the population. Some of them are not as skillful or as bright um, as others. Uh, and uh, every once in a while, although we have been very fortunate in this country that I think it happens rarely, they're actually corrupt. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, while uh, uh, I, that's, uh, it's terrible when it happens, we're, I think, blessed by the fact that, by and large, we have a, a, a pretty good judiciary. Well, what can I do? Tell us more about the terrorist group and how this person is right there, but nobody sees them. Well, um, we, we, the, the terrorist who comes in to Hawaii uh, comes in in mm. a surreptitious manner, as you see in the first chapter. Uh, instead of going through uh, the, uh, the the customs that an international traveler would have to go through, he sneaks in on a speedboat. Um, uh, uh, so that's why people don't know that he's there until he acts later and ultimately is captured. Um, and he comes from this group that the survivors of this group that Makanui um, uh, uh, attacked uh, in her efforts to um, bring to justice the people who kidnapped her parents. And so mm-hmm. that's the tie back to um, Makanui's experience, and it's why this particular uh, small uh, Philippine terrorist group gets involved in Hawaii. Is because actually of, of, of Makanui's role in, in their earlier takedown by the Philippine military. That that's scary because you never know when something's going to happen, and she sort of got blindsided by this. She had no idea, which is even scarier. So as it does but it, settle, it shows how resourceful she was to go after. Yeah, no, her, she was. She, she's brave. I'll tell you something. Somebody else would have just said, I'm not going to be a police officer. Uh, Was there at one point that she said she was going to quit the force, that she didn't want to do it anymore, that she didn't think she could do this? She quit the the Honolulu force in order to go after the terrorists because she couldn't do that as a a cop versus she didn't have the the, uh, time and it wouldn't be appropriate for her to do it as a cop. Mm. But uh, she then doesn't want to go back to Honolulu because, um, um, and she doesn't want to go back to the anti-terror squad because uh, uh, she thinks that anybody who is knowledgeable about her Philippine activities, you know, might think of her as a target, and she's better off not to be back where she was before. Uh, And that's why she comes to the Big Island and why Poa is so eager to hire her in an earlier book. Yeah, well, he he was smart to hire her. But doesn't that put him in danger, too, with these people if they decide to go after her even more? Well, I mean, I think this book shows that Kohler's dealt with plenty of danger, and uh, uh, he's uh, he's pretty resilient. Um, uh, uh, And he's also very loyal to his people who are very loyal to him. So who who takes over now that the chief of police is gone? So who who's next in line? 
Well, the the from a detective point of view, it would be uh, it would be COA. Uh, obviously, yeah. in a police department the size of uh, of the uh, Hawaii Police uh, Department, um, uh, which covers the whole island of Hawaii, uh, there would be other officers, um, uh, sort of those in the in the more day to day patrol line, who would also be possible candidates to be uh, the new police chief, but uh, by the end of the book, we really don't know who the new police chief is going to be. That's just really scary. So at the end, what happens, how does Kola feel when he comes face-to-face with the person that's the person? Well, he's, uh, he's uh, I think, uh, angry. Um, he's uh, obviously uh, this this person, this man, has done an enormous mm. amount of damage. Uh, he's come very close to uh, uh, to killing people who ultimately survived, including Koa mm. and Makanui. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Koa has um, uh, a distaste for him, uh, but he also wants to show his own strength and his own character um, uh, in uh, not uh, giving an inch um, to uh, this guy who, is, as you've uh, pointed out at the very end of the book, um, um, uh, goes on the offensive to some extent. That's scary. So he goes to the prison to see this person, whatever, and who is Goodling? How come he took him with him? Well, I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to even go near this person, because this person is so out of his out of his or her mind. Well, he goes. He goes with uh, uh, Rachel um, uh, Goodling, who yeah. is the the, the uh, yeah. uh, prosecutor and uh, from the Justice Department, because um, you know she's the one with uh, uh, access to this prison. Uh, and she's the one who previously prosecuted this uh, this uh, person. So it makes it makes sense for Koa to go with her. She's brave, yeah. So, where do you where do you, what is next for Koa and what is next for you? Well, I'm working on several projects. I'm working on uh, oh, additional Koa um, uh, uh, stories. Um, and um, I've also got another project in mind. Um, I don't know where it's going to go yet, but uh, based on kind of my Washington experience, um, it would be uh, more in the nature of a political thriller rather than a, uh, uh, a Hawaii thriller, and uh, we involve a whole new set of characters, uh, and I'm having some fun playing with that. We'll see where it goes. That That's interesting. So, I mean, there's been so much on the news about Hawaii and volcanoes and stuff. I watch the Weather Channel a lot. It's more interesting than the rest of the channels, to be very honest. So I'm learning about a lot about the weather and how it affects everything. Because that did it in the, the book before that. You had a volcano that erupted, right? Yes, that's in Fire and Vengeance. Um, you know, it, in, in all of these books, all five of these books, Hawaii mm. is really a character. I mean, we think yeah. of Hawaii as the place setting for the books, but it really is a character. It, you know, it's not just the geography, but the history, the culture, the mm. language, 
um, all of those fit in to make uh, Hawaii itself, the island itself, the volcanism, the the beauty of it, the the, the weather of it, interact with the people uh, in a way that makes the island a character. And uh, I, uh, I that's one of the things that I have I've worked at, and I've also worked at painting the what I call the real Hawaii. I mean, I think a lot, a lot of people think of Hawaii as Waikiki and palm trees and hula girls. Yeah, it's not. Uh, that's not the real Hawaii. The real Hawaii is, is uh, an extremely diverse society uh, mm. with uh, uh, lots of different ethnic groups mixed together. Um, it has a very tortured history with the United States. And this mm-hmm. was an independent nation for over 100 years before the United States just expropriated it. Uh, and there's a sovereignty movement there where uh, modern Hawaiians are uh, still um, um, uh, upset about the U.S. Uh, uh, appropriation of the islands. Uh, and uh, that's a piece of the, of, the, of the culture there in Hawaii. Uh, and so uh, I try to bring all of those pieces in and create um, uh, this character called Hawaii, which is the real Hawaii and not uh, not the palm trees and, uh, and uh, uh, beaches. I think people need to know that. I think kids, when they learn history, don't know that. And as an educator, I mean, to me, that would be more interesting than just learning about the, the palm trees and all the rest of it to be very honest. As a matter of fact, before my sister died, that was the one thing that she wanted to do. She finally went to Hawaii. And that well, was, I think a, that was the last thing that place. she ever did, yeah. Beautiful place. We, but it, yeah, she, like the rest of the world, it has its problems. It's just so far away, though. <laughs> it's just really far away. So where can everybody get all of your pe- titles? It, how far is it from here? Uh, well, from the West Coast, it's a couple thousand miles. Um, uh, but I used to say to people who would say, oh, it's, Hawaii is so far away, I said, well, when you say that, that means you haven't been there because it, it's uh, such a delightful place to be. The weather is so, uh, is, is so uh, wonderful most of the time uh, that uh, you're, you, you lose yourself in, in the island um, uh, before you know it and you stop thinking about the travel time. That sounds like it's so beautiful, really. So where can everybody get all of your titles? Uh, they're all on Amazon. They're all uh, at other independent bookstores. Uh, you can get them all on Kindle. And in fact, during this month of June, uh, the Kindle version of the first book in the mm-hmm. series, Death of a Messenger, is being given away by Amazon. So you can get it free. Um, uh, if you uh, are interested in starting the series at the beginning, uh, and the books, um, you know, Death of a Messenger, Off the Grid, Fire and Vengeance, Treachery Times Two, and Now Retribution. That's fantastic. How do you get? I mean, all of my books that I wrote are on Amazon. They're there. Seriously, <laughs> and um, I just finished a tour with Partners in Crime and. I 
had 14 people on this on the tour, and I don't think I'll do another one. They're excellent. They're the best to give you whatever, but unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't understand horror. And I got three nice reviews, and the rest of them, I just said, oh, well. I write from the point of view of the dead person behind the gravestone that's wrongly accused. And what the people didn't understand is that most of the stories were true. They were, dec- you know, I just wrote them the way the person said them. So this this is fantastic. I love this book, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. And I hope, it's, what, is it going to come out next June again or before? Well, we, you know, with the pub- publication date hasn't been decided, and that's pretty much up to Ocean View. Uh, mm. So I'm not, uh, I, I don't know when the next one will come, but I, uh, I think there will be a next one. I'm not even worried because they're going to send it to me right away. <laughs> They asked me uh, if I wanted to do an interview with um, the author of the second term, and I said, the book is in my hand, no problem. But thank you so much. Everyone, it's a beautiful day outside, and if you're going to take a trip, take a trip to Hawaiian Island. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Robert. Everybody have a great day, and bye. Thank you very much.